I'd like to read to you the first chapter of the book of Ruth. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to live in the country of Moab. He and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malin and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The, names of one, the name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Malin and Chilion also died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her, her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb, that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait? until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. And your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well, if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, Call me no longer Naomi. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has dealt harshly with me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned together with Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, who came back with her from the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. This is God's word for us today. So because of this bug that I have, I feel like my brain's a little fuzzy today. People who know me well say that's a chronic condition but it's a little worse today than usual. So I'm going to sit down. But I want to take a moment and ask you all to turn to your neighbor and share, if you would, 
a time when you felt the steadfast love or, and faithfulness from another person. Now, um, I'm going to ask you to maybe not share that about uh, a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend or children, um, but rather maybe a friend or even a stranger who showed you some form of steadfast love and faithfulness in your life. So just take a moment and do that. I will tell you, last Tuesday I was told not to do this again, but I don't listen very well, and I'll probably even do it again. So please turn to your neighbor. The reason I asked is because this is what the book of Ruth is all about. The Hebrew word is hesed means God's steadfast love. Now, unfortunately, the New Revised Standard Version Bible that I read from, uh, and, and it doesn't get to that in the first chapter, but it does later on, translates the word hesed as kindness, a very anemic and uh, unsatisfactory explanation of hesed. Hesed is God's faithful love. God's steadfast love, no matter what. And that hesed, that steadfast love, is revealed in the book of Ruth. Let me just give you a little recap of the rest of the story. Um, as you heard, Naomi and Ruth find their way to Bethlehem. Naomi is bitter. She looks at all that has gone on in her life as what God has done to her. Ruth, on the other hand, has given up everything to show this steadfast love to her mother-in-law. She had no obligation. Her husband had died. She could have stayed with the familiar, the, uh, uh, the comfortable um, family and friends and the culture she was used to. But she gave it all up because she saw the, the pain, the, um, the struggle, the, uh, the bitterness of her mother-in-law and wanted to care for her. I have to believe, too, that part of the reason she went was because this family that she married into was not a Moabite family. It was an Israelite family. And she had, I have to believe, gotten a glimpse of what it was like to worship the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob. God of Isaac. So um, they go to Bethlehem, and Ruth takes charge. Keep in mind, in those days, a woman's identity was caught up in her relationships with males, their father, husband, or sons. Ruth had none of those anymore. She had left her land, left her father and she was on her own, had no power. She was a widow, and she was a Moabite. We don't fully grasp what that means, but she was an enemy. She was an illegal alien, an interloper in a new land. But she sets out to make a living for Naomi and herself, and so she goes and she gleans in the fields. Gleaning was in the laws in Deuteronomy and in Leviticus about how you left a field. 
When you harvested a field, you left the edges, and if you dropped anything on the ground, you didn't pick it up so that the widows and the orphans, the poor and the sojourners could pick it up and have something to eat. That's what gleaning was. And that's how she got enough food for her and Naomi to survive. She also wanted to give Naomi a grandson. She wanted to continue the family line. This was very important to the people of that day. And so she was also looking for a husband. It was Boaz, the wealthy landowner, who noticed Ruth in the fields and asked about her. He knew of her steadfast love for her mother-in-law. He knew of the hard work that she was doing in the fields, and that caught his attention. But here's the kicker. They did get married, but it was Ruth who proposed to Boaz. An unheard of situation in that day, that she took what power she had, even though the rest of the world saw her as powerless, and became Boaz's wife and had a son, Obed. And Naomi's grief, Naomi's bitterness, was changed to joy. She was a grandmother, and she experienced the blessings of the community as they all surrounded and rejoiced with her that this little baby boy was born. Why is the book of Ruth in the Bible? It's a nice story, but why is it there? It's a bridge from the lands, from the time of the judges when life was in chaos. The last verse in the book of Judges, right before we read Ruth, says, in those days there was no king in Israel, and each did what was right in their own eyes. In other words, they weren't doing what God had wanted them to do. They weren't following the law. They were doing whatever suited them, whatever gave them pleasure, whatever satisfied their own desires and wants. They weren't following the law that was given so that they could live together in community. And now we find ourselves in Bethlehem with a family and a community that not only follows the law but goes beyond the law welcomes a Moabite into the family. Do you know that in Deuteronomy it says that a Moabite shall not be accepted into the assembly of the Israelites for ten generations? Other clans, other nationalities, other ethnicities are welcomed in but not the Moabites. Why? Because when the Israelites were in the wilderness, They didn't provide food and water for them. They didn't show them hospitality. They were the enemy. They were despised, lower than low. And yet Ruth the Moabite was welcomed. The definition of family was changed. More inclusive, more open. The definition of who might receive God's love was increased. I reread the book of Ruth a couple of days after being at the Watoto Concert for Hope. How many of you had a chance to go to that concert or maybe saw it two years ago? So, most of you. This joyful concert of children 
with amazing, heartbreaking stories to tell about losing their parents to disease and to warfare or just plain being abandoned. And their stories, as I said, broke our hearts, made us cry. And yet they had this joy. Why? Because they had received hesed, God's faithfulness, God's steadfast love. In the aunties and uncles who took them in, gave them a home, gave them food and clothing and education, but more importantly, gave them identity and purpose. Told them that they could do anything that they set their minds to and that they would be future leaders for their countries in Africa. Here in this place, I've heard over and over again people say that this is a place where you can come as you are. What a wonderful thing to say. Is it true? Can anyone come as they are? Can you imagine a scenario where somebody might walk through these doors and join this assembly as they are and we might not want to welcome them? If so, why? You and I, when we're honest with one another and honest with ourselves, we acknowledge the fact that we have done nothing to deserve God's love. We've done nothing to deserve being part of this family, to be welcomed at the table. Why would we not welcome all others, no matter what they look like, no matter what they believe, no matter their lifestyle, no matter what mistakes they've made? This community is a community of hesed, God's faithfulness and steadfast love. This is what we have received. This is why we're here. May we continue to be like Ruth, like the aunties and uncles of Watoto, and live out this grace that we have received unconditionally and without merit so that all people in this community and throughout the world might know that they too are loved. Amen. Let us pray.